one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, and welcome to Why Are You Like This, a podcast devoted to finding out who we are and why we do the things we do. I'm your host, Ryan Andrews, and today's guest is a true gift. They are a drag artist, an activist, and a city council candidate. Please welcome to the mic, Marty Cummings. (laughs) Hi, babe. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for coming on. How are you? I am good. I've been... Doing call time with voters all morning, so I'm like, but I'm good. I saw you were out doing a little boogie boogie over the weekend. Oh, yes, a little dancey dancey. And let me tell you, I haven't danced in a while, and uh, these joints are old. Uh, (laughs) That's how you feel. I said to my husband this morning, my, you know, after I... I door knocked all weekend, but had shows at night. So like during the day, I'm like walking like 25,000 steps up and down apartment buildings, talking to voters and then putting on like five inch heels and doing shows at night. And so today I woke up and I was like, my whole body is old. (laughs) (laughs) It's just aging faster than I think it is. (laughs) Like I was like, okay, this is a, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, taking magnesium now. Oh uh, my God. <laughs> Girl, I'm gonna have to get the Boniva. Like, it's oh too- yeah, <laughs> just get it going. Do it early, then nobody will notice. It's the same thing with Botox. Oh my God, I mean, tea, tea, uh- <laughs> all the tea. Um, yeah, I was honestly surprised that you took the time to do this. Thank you so much. Well, I'll tell you, my campaign staff has my calendar down to the last minute of every day because now we're 19 days till early voting. So everything is scheduled and I get 30 minutes of personal time every day. So this is my (gasps) personal time, Uh, but I'm happy to uh, use it um, chatting with you. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. Well, Marty, I just have to say, I've seen you perform multiple times, but the one time that will forever stick in my mind and I think is why I think you're just such an incredible person is I saw you perform at house party, like right before pandemic. Oh my God. I love those sweet babes. And it was like, I had just gotten back to the city. It was my first time seeing that show, which was great. Loved the show. And your ability to turn everything into basically a political rally (laughs) and then be like, 
okay, now here's some fierce numbers. Goodbye. was so inspiring to me. <laughs> oh, thanks. It's uh, I love that show. Um, both of those guys are so sweet. And, and it's such a, that I was very grateful. They invited me to do that show. I, 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 I did that show twice, I think uh, two or three times. And every time they're always like, do whatever you want. They're like, you have full reign, like take as much. Cause they limit like how much time you have. Cause there's so many acts and they're like, but they've always been so generous with me. They're like, just take the microphone and go and do whatever you want. Like, you know? And, and so just giving me that kind of license to like, take a, a space. It's like, a, it's a comedy show. Right. Mm-hmm. And to take it and like talk about politics and then go into like some dumb number about like Sally Field or whatever number <laughs> I performed that night. Uh, you know, it's, it's like, but that's the beauty of drag, right? Like, you know, I think over the years, the narrative has been lost that like, and nothing against drag race or anything like work. Yay. We love it. But like, it's so commercialized now and drag artist are multifaceted and layered human beings, right? Like, so we should be able to tell dick jokes and, you know, do some insult comedy and, you know, clack around the stage and then also be able to flip into being like, oh, also, did you guys know there's a local election coming up? This is why it's important. Right, right. Um, uh, so, yeah, I was just really happy that they gave me the kind of license to to do that at their comedy show. Yeah, I think that's one of the things I actually admire most about drag artists and and comedians and I think I like picked this up from Alaska on a podcast at one point I love her. where she was talking about she was just talking about all the things that she does music comedy whatever what have you and how like drag performers and comedians are basically the only career where you you have that just like open to you to like do everything and I was just like sitting in a very like musical theater blinders mode at that time. And it like blew my mind open of the possibilities of what we can do as performers. I just think it's incredible. Well, I love seeing this movement about Broadway right now, you know, making mm-hmm. it an inclusive space for, you know, our black and brown community and AAPI community and, you know, for our deaf and disabled communities, you know, our trans and non-binary and genderqueer communities and, and actors and artists really putting their careers kind of on the line to stand up for what's right. And, and I love that. I like, you know, I, arts programs are always the first thing cut in education, but art is what we go to for our whole existence as human beings. You know, when we're sad, we put on like, an album to mm-hmm. listen to or music, you know, when we're, you know, when we're happy, we put on music or we go to escape at the museum or the theater or, you know, wherever. So like artists are integral to um, political action, you know, because we're the outlets for people. And so I just think like it's so important for artists to use their, their platforms and their voices. And I, I, I'm so grateful to see Broadway like really standing up and, and fighting back and, and seeing drag artists like Alaska, but also like Britta filter who like, I, I fucking love, like, you know, she's, she's been such a dear friend for so long and seeing her use this platform she's been given to, you know, she has a world of wonder um, podcast now all about uh, politics. And I'm, I'm like, yes, bitch, do it. Like, I'm so proud of her. 
Hey there. Ever dream of making your own podcast? Let me tell you a little bit about Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. First, it's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Well, I know that our time is a little bit limited today, so I'm just going to kind of start hopping in there. So Marty, I think you have found a way to take the skills that make you an incredible performer and turn it into a political action that I think is really inspiring to others. And I just want to know, why are you like this? <laughs> that question. Why are you like this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so funny. Um, why am I like this? I don't know. Um, I uh, Like political, you mean? Anything. You could say it's because there was a tree in my backyard and I'd be like, awesome. <laughs> Um, I, I am like this because, you know, of life, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know how, how to explain it. Like being like that. I mean, we, we, we all have that like experience of being like that weird queer kid who like nobody wanted to play with growing (laughs) up. Uh, but you know, that really shaped me, you know, it made me like become a comedian because I had to be funny to like be accepted. Mm -hmm. You know, I had to tell jokes to like, have the kids like pay attention to me you know what I mean and and then like in drag like you know I moved to New York when I was 17 like literally two weeks after graduating high school and like fell into drag and like I also became like a drug addict and alcoholic and like got sober and like you know and then like fell into politics like all like accidentally and so I think like this is like a long answer to your question but like I think I'm like this because I I just kind of like when the universe presents something over and over again, for whatever reason, I feel like I've been able to pick up like, okay, bitch, the universe keeps hitting you on the head with this. Maybe pay attention <laughs> to yeah. it, yeah. you know? Um, and that's how I got into drag. That's how I got sober. That's how I got into politics because it's just stuff that kept like presenting itself that I was like, oh, maybe I should look at that. I mean, it's incredible that you're like open to those things being presented and seeing them as like, oh, maybe I'll do that. Honey, Miss Universe is like full tilt boogie. Like, bitch, I'm talking to you. Listen. (laughs) She will tell you. And I have been so stubborn for so long that I was, it's just like, for me, it feels brand new to like have those thoughts for so many people. It's like, yeah, girl. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I can be stubborn about it too, you know, but it's just like, I think it's one of those things of just being open to like, if something keeps like popping up, might be a sign. And I like, I believe in all that, like frou-frou shit. Like I believe like in the universe is like signs and like, you know, I believe in that stuff. Like I do, because I think everything is like energy. I don't know. I'm going to get like start sending like a witchy but like it's nothing crazier than christianity so you're fine i mean full tea uh, so. but like i i like i just believe in like this energy this like what i don't even know what it is i don't i mean but i think that's the beauty of it right like we as human beings aren't able to comprehend it mm-hmm. we're we not supposed to be able to comprehend it you know we're not supposed to have the answers um but we're supposed to continue to like um investigate to find the answers hoping 
to get them, but constantly listening and learning and adapting and growing and evolving. You know, I'm grateful that like, I'm at almost 34 years old. I'm not the same person I was at 30 years old or 25 years old or 18 years old or 15 years old. You know, like I have a lot of the same like mechanisms within me, but because of like the energy of the universe educating me and being open to being educated, I'm able to evolve and grow in my belief system. And I, I don't know, that's, we're getting really deep. Oh, yes. No, I think that's beautiful. I think, and it's also like, as performers, like a lot of our stuff really comes down to connecting people and being conduits for that kind of energy so that we can share with each other and create. It, it is like, magic bullshit I guess but it feels incredible to me so it's not bullshit um but just creating spaces where everyone feels connected to each other I think is a magical gift that we are given and being able to share it helps everyone and I think you radiate that when you walk in a room oh thanks babe yeah of course (laughs) thanks girl yeah Uh Um, yeah, but you know, I also like, it's so funny. Like I'm like, it's like an interesting thing, right? Like I, I have the worst stage fright. Like a lot of people don't know that about me. Oh shit. Is that why you have a show called stage fright? I did. Yeah. That's, that's why we named it that. I, I, I literally have the, like the worst stage fright. Um, and, but once I'm on the stage or a rally or whatever it is, like I feel, I always pray, (laughs) you know, to whatever is out there. Um, to just kind of like use, I didn't used to do this. This is like recent in the last, like, I don't know, like two or three years, um, where I now like, before I just be like, okay, let's go, (laughs) you know, whatever happens is going to happen. Uh, good luck. Good luck. Here we go. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, and I had this like nervous energy on stage, I feel, which is very chaotic, which like I built a career. It was great. You know, Like now, like I, as I'm like older, I try to be more centered and I, and I, and I pray and I just say, use me as like a, like, you know, universe, whatever, use me as like a, use me for Mm -hmm. whatever message I'm supposed to carry today. Is it to make someone laugh and escape whatever they're going through? Is it to bring someone joy? Is it to empower someone? Is it to, for me to be teachable from someone, you know? And I just try to like, and I really, I really try to center on like, and I know that's like, some people are going to be like, Oh my God, that sounds so fucking dumb. Whatever. Yeah. But like, but do you know what I mean? But like it, and I know it sounds like corny and cliche, but it works for me. And it releases that stage fright and it gives me the opportunity to be present when I'm on stage uh, in any form, whether it's like a political thing or uh, just a performance, you know, like it, it allows me the opportunity to fully be in that moment. Well, and like if it works for you, it's not bullshit is what I have to keep telling myself. Yeah, I just tried to, t- I don't know, I think this last year of being like, you know, in the world that we've been in the last year in many forms, not just the pandemic, but the kind of like, you know, social justice movement that, that has like really come up. Like I, I just try to be as present as possible so I can be teachable. Mm -hmm. No, I get that. I haven't, I mean, I haven't been performing as much because, you know, inside, but I have found myself 
having little moments. I don't know if it's prayer, but I definitely like talk to myself and squeeze my hand a few times before I go on stage because I literally used to take a shot every time because I would just be performing in a bar yeah. and I haven't drank in a year and a half. Work, babe. And I just like didn't know that that was even part of the habit or part of like what I was going through. And so like, yeah, I also get very nervous before I perform knowing full well that I'm very good at it. But like, <laughs> the moment it's about to start, I'm like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Yeah. Oh my God. I totally, I mean, you know, I, I've been sober for, for a little over 10 years now. And, and like, I remember, you know, when I was, you know, I was working in a, in a bar, like in drag, I mean, I've been doing, I've been doing drag for a long fucking time. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I thought I needed to be shitty titty drunk to be funny and to do the show and I like over time you know have learned you know that I don't you know need that and and just to trust like my talent I used to also like do that whole thing of like oh I'm not talented I'm not funny I'm not but I'm like no bitch you have like a really good fucking career you are good Mm -hmm. Uh, and like allowing myself to know like you are good you're not the best and that's okay (laughs) but like I'm not the best singer I know that, but it brings me a lot of fucking joy. My jokes don't always land, but I like, I enjoy telling silly jokes and stories and it brings me joy. And not everybody's going to be receptive to my political message that I'm trying to get out there, but I believe it's the right message. And so I just have to tell myself like, you're adoring it, bitch. Like, don't let that inner saboteur, as mm. what's her name says, like, you <laughs> Some know. Girl. Some girl, she's new. <laughs> That's not, she's a new, new baby queen. Uh, <laughs> uh, but you know, but that is like, you know, Rue is like correcting that. Like, don't let that inner saboteur get you down because it will like our inner demons, we are our own worst enemy and we want to kick the shit out of ourselves and tell ourselves you suck. You are not talented. Nobody cares what you have to say. You do need that drink to be on stage. You do need to do those drugs to be like accepted. But then you have to like flip it and be like, nah, bitch, I'm not listening to you today because I am worthy and I am good and I am talented and I can do this without another substance. Yeah, it's crazy how just in this past year and a half, I feel so much more grounded in my capabilities to do things. And I didn't realize how many things living in New York are like alcohol centric. I mean, I've been working in bars. I enjoy being out. I enjoy being around people. Um, And I had just created this world where, like, it was a a necessary thing for me for no reason. I mean, it takes a lot of work to get to where we are speaking from now. But, yeah, it's definitely been one of the, like, better gifts I've given to myself in a long time. Well, I'm proud of you. That's amazing. Thanks, doll. That's amazing. And some days are going to be harder than others. Some days yeah. are going to be better than others. And that's okay. That's okay. I will say, like, you know, I, I've become, like, the queen of a mocktail. Uh, because, like, so much, like you said, is centered around drinking. And, like, just having something in my hand is so helpful. So, like, I love my little virgin mojitos. And I love, you know, like, having a little... But there's so many different, like, seltzer, fruity-ass, like, seltzer things now that like that also makes it like much easier i just get gassy now i go to a bar with friends they're like here's seven club sodas i was like you do not want me to get laid okay cool <laughs> oh my god work uh i think my husband's probably just gotten used to it uh, <laughs> but uh <laughs> bottoms for sobriety um, <laughs> um oh my god uh <laughs> 
That's the truth. Um, get like a, I don't know, just get like a I, pineapple juice. I drink a lot of pineapple juice um, when I'm at like a bar now too. Fierce. I'll feel like ter- uh, Teresa Judice. I'll have pineapple juice everywhere I go. <laughs> oh my God, she's such a mess. Oh Lord. God bless all of those women on Housewives. I love the Housewives. It's my guilty pleasure. I. It's just pleasure for me at this point. I don't <laughs> like... I'm in the cycle. I'm like, Wait, which is your favorite of the franchises? My favorite really used to be New York, but it makes me sad now. It does make me sad, yeah. I really, really have loved Potomac from the beginning. Oh. I, I feel like they're attainable. <laughs> okay, okay. Karen Huger is a mess, but I love her. I love the Green Eyed Bandits. They're my favorites. Um, I love Robin and Giselle, but what's her name? What is her name who always uses the goddamn tissue in the corner of her eye? Uh, Monique. No, Monique. Candace. 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 <laughs> the one who beat her up. I can't stand Candace. I constantly just feel bad for Ashley Darby, and then she does something amazing. <laughs> like when she just orders Brussels sprouts as so she's telling her husband that he cheated on her. <laughs> I love that. I, I think her husband's trash, but I do like Ashley Darby. I think I really like her. Oh, God. Yeah, I love all of those women. I just feel like they're attainable. New York makes me sad because, like, every season they all start by saying that they have alcohol problems and then all they do is drink. And it's it like, makes me very sad. Like, I, I've done a lot of gigs with Luann, and I'm always, like, heartbroken when I see her on the show. Ramona's a dick. She called me a he-she once, and she can fuck off. Um, uh and uh Sonia and Dorinda I really really like and I and I know them both and it like makes me sad when I see them like Sonia's like out like she's hurting so like there's so much pain there and I mm-hmm. and I and I want I I don't know I wish them like they're both really nice women I really like them both from my experiences of like working with them and being around them uh Sonia and, and Dorinda and I just hope that they like find love for themselves because they are nice people. I hope they find love for themselves. Uh, and that's, that's what we're doing here. We're, we're fixing the housewives lives here on this podcast. Ha- that's what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. If anything comes with this podcast, it will be getting them self-love. <laughs> self-love. Oh gosh. Well, I know that you have limited time. So I have to ask a question I ask all of my guests, but do you have any questions for me? Um, I, my question for you would be, we're heading into pride season Mm. and after this tumultuous year, what do you hope our community has learned and what do you hope our community will, um, go, uh, forth, um, doing, you know, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I, I hope that this year has helped a lot of people in our community focus what their political voice is and have coherent thoughts about the way they want the world to be. It doesn't have to match mine. I just hope that they all have a solid idea of the things that they want to happen in the world. I hope that it includes making events welcoming to all people. And I think that includes the marketing that is put out for it um like you said i went dancing yesterday at a large party super fun everyone vaccinated private island blah 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 and um the stereotype of it comes from truth like there there has to be some kernel of truth 
that makes people feel like they're not included in queer pride events. And I hope that by finding these like political thoughts and making them tangible, we can create our spaces so those stereotypes start to drift away. Because I do think the idea is inclusivity. I just don't think that it has been done well. Does that make any sense? (laughs) Yeah, no, I hear that. You know, we have to, now that we're like talking about all these issues, we now have to implement them. Right. You know, not just like, it's not just a hashtag, but actually like put it to action. Put it to action. And that even might include inviting your friend who feels uncomfortable to go to this event and you staying with that friend at that event just for the night, small things, like just baby steps that can make our spaces feel the way that we idealize them to feel. Cause I don't think we've hit that truthfully yet. Yeah. I hear that 100%. We got to keep pushing, keep pushing uh, it forward. And then I just want like a lot of bops and like... <laughs> I'm into that. New- oh my God. I feel like such an old person, but I'm like, I love that new sour album that the kids are listening to. It's I a- can't stop. <laughs> I love it though. Do you know why I love it? It reminds me of the early 2000s when I was like a teenager. Yes. It's very 2003 pop rock era music. That's why I love it. I'm like, this is what we listened to when we were kids. <laughs> And now this girl who I'm like literally old enough to be her fucking parent. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, bitch, you're doing it. Work. <laughs> I just love that Disney stars get to say fuck off the bat. I know. I love it. I want, I can't wait to be like the, you know, the grandma in the audience with all these like teenage girls being like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Bopping along to it. Oh my God. Just telling them that all of our stuff from the nineties is like real. And they're like, eh, I got mine at forever 21. So, oh my God. It's so funny. Like I remember when I was like a kid, like, did you ever experience this? Like, like when I was a kid, you know, it was like the seventies, like kind of fashions were like mm-hmm. a thing. And my parents are like, Oh, we wore that. Oh, you think you invented it? Blah, blah, blah. And now I'm like, Oh, you think you invented, you think you invented bucket hats? Oh God. <laughs> Same though. I've tried to like flip it to make myself feel a little bit more positive about it. And I'm like, okay, basically what is happening? Cause fashion is like what every 30 years is cyclical or something. I'm yeah. sure somebody in fashion could, will hit me over the head for saying that. But I think it's like by the time you get to the age where you can like afford to dress the way you want to, hopefully the trend that you wanted to do from your, like your youth is around again. So you just get a second chance. 100%. Like I'm like here, this is my favorite like fashion era. So I'm, I'm very here for it. Oh, I love being a grungy girl. Oh, same. Um, I just want to be like the Courtney love of politics minus all the oh. drugs. Um, <laughs> um, well, you're amazing. You're amazing. And thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for taking your time. Where can the children find you? And do you have any like parting message for them? Um, get up on the internet. I'm on Marty G Cummings on all social platforms. Um, if you live in New York city, early voting is June 12th and election day is June 22nd. So find out who's running in your district. Um, and uh, my parting words are to just uh, one day at a time, like one day at a time, the, the, the ceiling, the sky is not falling. 
The world is not, you know, crashing down around you. Allow yourself the opportunity to like just show up, listen, learn, and like be joyful through the process of life. It's chaotic and messy, but that's the point, you know? I love that. And stream sour wherever you can. And stream sour, yes. Well, thank you, Marty, so much. Thank you, thank you. Thanks, Ryan. Until next time, y'all. Bye. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.